It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food. Let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can also go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or Spreaker.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. For those other ones, keyword, the Big Brother Jake Podcast in the search, boom, you'll find it. Sign up for all the alerts. I know you, the alerts haven't gone out much lately because my black ass ain't done a podcast in I don't know how long. So my apologies to all my day ones for uh, not providing content, so to speak. I hope y'all miss me. I miss y'all terribly. I miss doing my podcast. This is one of the few things I look forward to every single week to kind of get my uh, my juices flowing and to kind of just spew out some of the things that are on my mind. And I love it. I love this podcast. And my love for the podcast has also been something I've had to sacrifice, which is doing new episodes. And I'll, I'll, I'll speak on that for a quick second here. I can't go into detail because I'm, uh, let's just say I've been told not to, um, out of respect for other people. But the Big Brother Jake podcast is going to be making some Big changes in the very near future with some good people that uh, I've been working with. Also, there'll be a few other ventures that will have my name on it that you'll see in the near future. There'll be other podcast shows that I'll be doing along with this one, so nothing will suffer. You'll hear a hell of a lot more of Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. What? My government name. You guessed it. You guessed it. I have a few things, a few, few, few fires going on right now. What do they call that? Stakes in the iron, iron in the fire? I don't know what the hell. Yes. So you will hear a hell of a lot more about me and me doing a few things, just so you know. That's happening. Now, I do have some things that are on my mind. You know me. I like to stir the pot a little bit. No. Jake like to do some st- Yes, I like to stir the pot. And I've been traveling a hell of a lot this last month. I've been going all over the state of California. Uh, I will be doing that again, so there will be another gap in uh, the podcast uh, unless I take the equipment on the road, and I just might do that. So I'm trying to give you all as much content as possible, but I've been on the road a lot because of the certain ventures that I'm trying to uh, you know, make happen, along with some other great people that are down that I really want to say their names, but they will get mad at me if I say anything. So I'll, I'll shut up. But some of these meetings that I take require a suit. And when people see me and people look at me, the first thing that comes to mind, other than they think I'm Latino, is that <laughs> I'm a gangster. Now, I'm 5'10", 285 on a good day. 5'10", on a good day, six foot in shoes. Yes, I have very tall, 
<laughs> tennis shoes. But for some people, that look is kind of menacing. I don't think so. I'm a big teddy bear. You get to know me like, okay, but the average bear that sees me on the streets, like, that guy, like, like, like I walk around with a mean mug, especially when I'm walking in certain parts of Los Angeles or New York or wherever the hell I'm at for protection because <laughs> I don't carry anything on me. There you go. There's your secret. You know, but I'll find something to beat you in the head with it. Trust me because I'm going home. Regardless, I'm going home. But anyways, enough of the tough guy talk. I had to go out and get a suit. And my experiment was I want to see how I'm treated looking a certain way, wearing certain things. So your boy dresses up in a gray Dodger hat, gray and black, dope hat. No, not Raider colors. I hate the Raiders. Gray T-shirt. Jeans and chucks. L.A. fitted in some chucks, like OG wear for the Los Angeles area. I won't name the stores that I went to, but I will definitely say this. The first store I walked into, now, people assume if you look a certain way, you can only afford certain things. That's what's wrong with people, and that's where they can mess up big time. So I walk in, and they kind of like look at me funny, and they're like, uh, can I help you? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm looking for a suit. I want it like tailored to my body. I don't want it to be baggy or, or, or anything like that. I want it nice and tight and tailored, and I want to look presentable. So as we're walking around the first store, this older gentleman of, uh, well, I won't say descent because it won't matter. It really doesn't matter. The fact remains I see a really nice suit, and he keeps walking by, excuse me, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like this suit over here, this, this black one is really nice. He said, nah, I got a better suit for you. The suit was like, I don't know, 449 bucks. He wanted to take me to the clearance rack, and I said, excuse me, sir, I don't want any of these suits here. I want that suit back there. He, his words, you sure you want that? Why the hell wouldn't I want it? I want it because it looks dope. I want it. I want to look fly for all these meetings I got and I'm attending and photo shoots and all these other things. <clears throat> Sorry. Just had puberty right now. Just went through puberty right now. Photo shoots and all these other things that I'm working on with some really great people. I wanted to mention their names, but they don't want me to. And the guy straight up says, you sure you can afford that? <laughs> what? It is 2019. This guy straight up asked me, you sure you can afford that? Why the hell are you worried about it? If I didn't want, if I wanted it, I told you I wanted it. Obviously, I have enough money to afford it. That's the suit I wanted. And he's like, but there's some great suits here on, on the current track. I said, I can't get tailored in these things. They're already tailored. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to a suit. But I'll tell you what, brother, because you want to be a punk right now, and I said these words, you will not be getting my money. You will not be getting my money. Period. Straight up. Not happening. Matter of fact, I'm out. All right. So I walk out. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, nah, nah, you already said enough. Second store I went to. Mind you, L.A. fitted, Chuck's jeans, gray T-shirt. Walking around downtown Los Angeles. Second store I go to. They had uh, an entrance, and some of y'all know it's named after somebody. It's, it, it's a privately owned store 
that's very well known in downtown Los Angeles when it comes to suits. Not going to give them any pub at all. And I'll tell you why right now. They have like an entrance where they buzz you in because they don't want people stealing from there. And this place's suit outlet is its not even an outlet. It's really a, a, like a, a, ta- like a suit, suit store. I don't know what you would call it. But it's not an outlet. There's very nice suits, very expensive suits. And I saw a whole bunch more I wanted. So I, I wait to get buzzed. Five minutes, by the way. But it was hot in downtown LA, and I had to pee, and I didn't want to keep walking around in the heat aimlessly trying to find a suit because my particular tailor has retired, and I didn't want to go to anywhere else, so I had to pound pavement, which was fine with me. I didn't mind it. So I go to the second store, right? Walk around. There's four, four, one, two, three, four, four, cuatro, un, du, trois, quatre, four salesmen. In the store, this store is not that big. Not one person helps me out. Not a one. Not the Jewish guy. Not the Irish guy. Not the other Jewish guy or the older brother. And I walked by them purposely. And then I'd stop right in front of them and look at the suit. Open it. Oh, I like this one. Saying this to myself. Not one time. Did these idiots decide to help me? And so I finally said, excuse me, sir, can, can you help me out, please? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Nothing. Deuces left. It's just, what do you want? <laughs> Here I am, I got a pocket full of money trying to buy a damn suit. So I look good for these things I'm doing, you know, <laughs> to secure a future. And the guy's going to say, what do you want? But the guy at the counter, white descent, not into that race car thing, but he's over there and they're treating him all nice. Oh, yeah, whatever we can do to help you. Just for him to say, oh, I want the clearance rack. I was ready to blow 500 bucks or more on a good suit. And I'm like, I'm going to go to one more. One more suit outlet or suit, whatever, Emporium, whatever you want to call the damn thing. I'm going to try one more, one more, one more, one more, all right? <laughs> the third one I go to, the third one, I'm literally looking outside the window, and I said, and usually these guys hang out in front of their stores. And the guy looks at me and goes, what are you looking for? I said, a really good suit. I need a great suit. Makes me look good. <laughs> why does the homeboy want to go and give me like the pimp suit like that's available <laughs> that's all like in um like sequins and looking like I would have been in like a Puff Daddy video from 1996 complete with top hat and all <laughs> I'm like okay you didn't even ask what the occasion was and you're trying to give me this pimp crap that, that's up on the wall or in front of your store. Like, I'm trying to get a nice suit. I see the nice suits in the back, you know, and I know the retail between three and $500 because I could see the price tags, but I want a suit that makes me look good. I have business meetings to attend. I have things going on, possible photo shoot stuff. I need a great suit, you know, at a good price. He's like, well, 
you know, we do have a payment plan. I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I was like, you just assume I can't afford three different places in the garment district of Los Angeles. Downtown Los Angeles just assumed I did not have the money because I was wearing an L.A. fitted hat, Chuck Taylors, jeans, and a gray T-shirt. I was level nine pissed at that point. I was like, man, I'm about ready to go to damn Sears. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe nobody wants to just give, you know, ask me what I want and get me suited and booted and tailored and look fresh, man. So I was frustrated. And as I head north on Los Angeles Street, ready to hit the uh, parking lot and just say, forget about it, I'm done, here comes one of my favorite people in the world, Now, but didn't realize then, my man, Big Larry. Now, Big Larry, (laughs) let me tell you, he saw I was frustrated. He's like, young man, how you doing today? I was like, hey, how you doing? Like, I wasn't ready to hear, you know, a spiel on what suits I should purchase or buy. Like, man, just let me do my thing and let me get up out of here. And Big Larry's like, you need a suit, don't you, brother? You've probably been rejected. Come on in here, man. I got something for you. I know exactly what you need. He's like, what's the occasion? I said, man, doing a photo shoot, and I'm doing some business meetings that I got going on later in the week. He said, I'll take care of you. Come on in here. Come in here, young man. So my man, Big Larry, he's like, what color suit you want? Black. All right, this will look good on you. Bam, picks that out. Uh, what kind of shirt do you want? White. Oh, got you. Um, and I, I am a little hood. <laughs> I like them Stacy Adams over there. Can you give me a pair of Stacy Adams? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course you wanted the Stacy Adams. I'm like, come on, brother. You know, yeah, I know. I can look at mine. I'm like, word. And I said, I need a gold tie. Oh, got you. He said, go ahead and try all this on. Man, just exactly what I was looking for. Exactly what I was looking for. One of the coolest experiences I ever had in a tailor or a suit shop. And he's like, no, nah, man, you know what? Uh, I'm a black-owned business owner. I've been here for over, I don't know, 50 years or so. You know, he opened in, I think, 1964 or something like that. Big Larry. Name of the place is called Marcel Ties. Yes, I will advertise the hell out of this place because Marcel Ties and Big Larry, the owner that's been there since the late 60s, black-owned, only black-owned business in the garment district. Maybe because I was black. Maybe he saw I was freaking pissed off because nobody wanted to sell me a suit. He picked out a suit that was a very high price, out of my budget. But I was like, man, I'm willing to pay it to help his business. And get these Stacey Adams. Stacey Adams. I can't believe I bought a pair of Stacey Adams. Man. For those that don't know, ask your black friend about Stacey Adams. And if your black friend don't know, have him ask his uncle or his OG dad or whoever. So I get that, and he rings up the price. He says, you know what? You about to be, you know. I told him I was like venturing into some business things. He's like, you know what? You about to embark on something big. You know what? God has blessed me since 1967 or whatever year it was with a business that I've never had to quit, never had hard times, never had a problem selling a suit, never had to do anything, and I got blessed by it. So this is what I'm going to do, brother. He slashed everything in half. I know he doesn't do that for everybody, but he must have sensed what I was going through because I was hurt. I was like, damn, for real? Like, I'm going through this? Like, for real? For real? 
He's like, God's been good to me, man. And he's going to be good to you with whatever ventures you got going on. So, yeah, 50% off. Get this man some socks. Throw him one of those nice flowers for his lapel. And um, also uh, get that nice uh, handkerchief that matches. The, yeah, 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 do that. He's talking to his man. He said, I got a really good tailor. You know, he's only $25, man. You just got to walk around the corner and bam. He's like, I'll throw in a nice straw hat to him. I said, no, 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 Big Larry. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but the fact that the matter remains, it doesn't matter what year it is or, oh, we live in California. It's not even like that. Yeah, man. Racism in California is just a little more hidden. You know, like in New York. Well, even with the gentrification now. But in New York, if you go to Bensonhurst, you know it's not black folks. You know, Washington Heights, it's all Latinos and Puerto Ricans. It's like very segregated. Downtown LA is a big-ass melting pot. But in the three, three of the four stores I went to, I was treated less than human almost because of what I was wearing. And they just assumed, they just assumed that I was not able to afford what I was looking at. Like, oh, he has nice pipe dreams. He must really think he can afford this. <laughs> well, let's take him to the current aisle. Man, F you and your current aisle, bro. I want to get tailored. Treat me like you treat everyone else. Just because I got Chuck Taylor's on and a great T-shirt, jeans, and an LA-fitted hat? I can't afford your funky suit. But some suits were nice as hell. And I'll spend money on a good suit, but my goodness, you don't want my money? Los Angeles? Three stores? Man. So Big Larry, Marcel Tyson, you know, I'm going to do this. I don't normally do this. For those in Los Angeles that are in downtown LA, y'all looking for a good suit, I did not do a whole segment just to get free stuff or because he gave me a discount. It's the way I was treated. And the way I was dressed, I was still treated like a freaking king, Okay. You go to 707 South Los Angeles Street, downtown LA, 90014, ask for Big Larry and Marcel Ties. Numbers 213-624-0083. That's 213-624-0083. Big Larry will take care of you. He don't care what color you are. He don't care how you're dressed. He just wants to know why you're getting a suit on occasion, and he wants to make you look good. He made me feel so good after that that I sat there and talked to him another 20 minutes. You can say you heard this on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Or don't even mention my name. Because I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to sell something to y'all. That you probably won't even go down there anyway. Marcel Ties, 707 South Los Angeles Street, LA. 90014. Ask for Big Larry. He'll make you feel really cool about yourself. But my whole point of this segment is you cannot judge a book by its cover. You never know what you're going to miss out on. If I would have looked at some of my friends in the past or present, mistakes, no mistakes, whatever, if I just judged them based off of what I saw, I wouldn't have a lot of friends. You know what? People do it to me all the time, too. Get to know me. You realize, man, I'm more than a pudgy guy in some gangster clothes. I just didn't feel like ironing that day and the, the, the great T-shirt had no wrinkles on it. And, yes, if you go to my Big Brother Jake podcast uh, or my Big Brother Jake Instagram pages, either one. You'll see a picture of Big Larry, Marcel Tyus. They made me feel so good about myself because I was so dejected. And I never felt so low than I did at that moment. Those other three suit places made me feel terrible about myself. Jake, why are you going on about suits? 
This is why. It's not even the suit. It's that people still have a stigma. People still think you can't afford certain things. Yeah, I know. People see me, they probably wouldn't realize I have a college degree, I got kids, you know, stuff like that. But it's reality, and that's what it is. And don't judge a book by its cover. I hope everybody can find a big Larry that just sees your your struggle and makes you feel special about yourself for just 20 minutes of your day. That man really brought my spirits up because they were in a very low place after a very trying week. So really, if you see somebody, don't just assume they're a certain way. Assume maybe they can do something for you. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Man, this could be all experimental things that I've looked up. <laughs> A lot of research this week because of the subject matter that I'm going to discuss on this podcast. So, yes, there's more research I've done on other things that have tripped me out. Speaking of which, this portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Fabulista Cookies. Now, Fabulista Cookies are some of the most delicious cookies I've ever had in my life. They're freshly baked to order every single day. You can try the thick and chewy cookies, the brownies, which are my favorite, crispy rice cereal treats, and their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's disgusting. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Fabulista Cookies. Go to FabulistaCookies.com, hit up my homegirl Jessie, and let them know your boy Big Brother Jake sent you. Now, speaking of food, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go here. There was a study done on Delish.com, <laughs> and this was no surprise to me, but a lot of people seem surprised by this particular number. Uh, someone by the name of Elijah Scott did a, a survey or did some research, a study, if you will. I'll get it right. He states that up to 33% of women have done a foodie call. I know some kids listening, so cover your ears, earmuffs. For those that don't know what a foodie call is, a foodie call is when a woman's pure and sole intention is to get a free meal out of her man and nothing more. Kind of opposite of a booty call, which those aren't bad either if you pull that up. Anyway. <clears throat> so a recent study was done claiming that 23 to 33% of surveyed straight women have foodie called somebody. <laughs> that doesn't shock me, man, because women... And some men have done that for years. You know, they want to get a little something, something food-wise. And they know what sucker they can call. They have certain names in their, their list or their contacts. They know they can get a free meal and give them some hope of something else. And it will result in nothing but full stomachs, empty wallets, and false hope. Now, here's my thing on this. I'm sure I haven't done it because I'm not that guy. Because I'm self-sufficient. If I'm hungry, I could take myself out to eat, have a good time by myself, and leave by myself. Or whoever the hell I'm with, and usually I'll pick up the tab. So, you know, keep that in mind. Now, 
People will go out of their way and say, yeah, you know, I really miss you, Todd. It's been a minute, right? Yeah, we haven't chatted in a long time. Oh, my favorite restaurant? No, 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 no. You, you pick the place. Wait, are you sure? Well, I do really like Ruth's Chris. It's like a really good steakhouse. Yes, uh, it's a little pricey, but oh, yeah. Oh, you'll 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 take me. Great. Oh, I can't wait to see you. So, oh, you'll 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 come by and get me, right? Oh, oh okay, great. I can't wait to see you. Yeah. So you work the angle, ladies, because it's ladies. It's a study on ladies here. Women, straight women. You get dressed up. You get all dolled up. Want to look good for Todd? Todd's giving up his hard-earned money, thinks that he's going to get a nice date, and he's willing to fork out three, $400 for a good meal because that's what it costs the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I've been there a couple times. Even with a gift card, I was like, $700? <laughs> but there's four of us and we ate very well, but it wasn't no 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 amount of food is good. Seven hundred dollar good. I I don't care what you make, what you eat, what you cook, what you claim you can make and cook and be really good at it. The fact that the matter remains, seven hundred dollars for a meal is stupid for four people. So let's say two people. And Todd's gonna fork out a couple hundred bucks. Here's the thing. They say, according to the study, it's commonly known that women do it more than men because the male ego ain't going to let a woman feed him. Some will do that. Some will just say, hey, you can pay my bills. Oh, let me drive your car while you work. Oh, and I'll pick up other girls in that car. But the whole thing is you get ready, you go out, you manipulate some poor bastard and trick him into feeding you. And you're willing to give false hope. You're willing to give the impression that you're going to hang out with him later on. Just to get a free meal. Okay, here's my thing. I'm going to say this. Sometimes we've done things to get something out of somebody. Whether it's a shot at, you know... A lot of people call it networking, <laughs> but if you know somebody that has a job with a sports team, let's just use somebody like that as an example, don't talk to them for months, barely say hi to them on Instagram or Facebook or social media. Three weeks later, oh, Clippers are playing the Golden State Warriors. Hey, Jake, what's up, my man? What's good, bro? Yeah, it's been a long time, homeboy, yeah. Yeah, 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 how's the fam? Everybody good? Yeah, 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 kids getting big, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw you check into the, uh-huh, yeah. I see you, Clippers, right? Yeah, what do you do? Oh, audio engineer and producer, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool, that's pretty, yeah, yeah, you're doing big things, bro. I see you, I see you, playboy. Yeah, oh, speaking of which, and you know I'm not that guy. You know I'm not that guy. Well, that's my line, too. I was wondering. Bam, you already lost me. You already lost me. Because now that's a ticket call. <laughs> and I've always told people, you pick up a phone before you pull out a wallet. But if I'm going to ask a favor from anyone, A, I'm going to talk to them as much as possible and stay in connection with them. And it ain't going to be any phony anything. I got friends I could ask for stuff and I never do. It's when they say, how come you never hit me up? 
That's when that's my invitation. And then I'll do it. And it works 95% of the time. Sometimes I just say that and then you hit them. Oh, I can't hook you up this time. Okay, that's fine. You lied, but whatever. You want to look cool. People do it. People do it. I don't understand why, but people do it. And it's a shame. But foodie call, a foodie call, like, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to put a friend on blast. (laughs) This is a freaking true story, though. (laughs) So one of my homeboys was at this girl's house. And, like, she called him and said, hey, what's good? You know, it's been a minute. Um, Why don't you come by the house? And then, uh, hey, let's catch up and get a bite to eat or whatever. He's like, okay. He felt it was a little bit weird because she hadn't hit him up in like two months. But, you know, he's a good sport. He's a single dude. And he's like, yeah, you know, maybe something could happen, you know. Enjoy the night. See where this goes. So as smart as she was, she starts getting like, hey, I'm going to go finish um, getting ready. Make yourself at home. Uh, do you want some water or something? No, no, I'm good. You know, I'll wait for you. Take your time. Take your time. So he's on his phone. But something in his mind just like hit him. Just like, bam. I want to see something. So what's he do? He goes, picks up his phone, sees that her phone <laughs> is out on like the, the coffee table. She left it out there. Rookie move. But whatever. He says, I want to see what she lists me as when I call her. (laughs) Sure enough, he calls her phone. Literally says, name, parentheses, food hookup. (laughs) People are cold. Oh, man, that's so wrong. So the homie's like, oh, okay. Word. Got it. Now he's hungry. I myself would have just got the hell up out the house and be like, man, F her, whatever. But he's like, no, no, I'm going to have fun with this. So they go to a really, really expensive restaurant in Beverly Hills. Not going to give any pub to this restaurant because I like it. But nonetheless, they go and it's surf and turf. So it's market price for lobster for those that never had it. Market price means whatever they want to charge that day, they can. So she's like, yeah, I want the lobster. That's market price. But yeah, yeah, go ahead and put that on there. Oh, and I'll have the, uh, what's that? Yeah, the filet mignon. I'll have some of that. And uh, I'll go ahead and have some of those delicious mashed potatoes. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, this is all a la carte now. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, okay, very good, very good. Sir, what do you have? And he just like, I'll just have an appetizer for now. Okay. <laughs> She's like, you're not hungry? He's like, no, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm going to eat this appetizer, and if it's good, I'm going to order a full meal. All right. So they go ahead and do that. (laughs) And she's just raving about how damn good this lobster is, and she hadn't had filet mignon in years. It was so delicious, and she was just so thankful for going out to dinner. Blink name, (laughs) food hookup. Okay. So he's just sitting there like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, excuse me, can I have another uh, glass of this wine? It's like vintage 2014, whatever, because this story is a couple years back. So she orders like the entire bottle of this fine wine, all right? So we got the fine wine. We got the filet mignon, market price lobster, 
We got the delicious mashed potatoes. She's having a full-on meal. She's happy. And the homie's like, okay, keep being happy. And so the bill comes, and it's not cheap. It's like three or 400 bucks. He looks at her. Well, my appetizer was $22. I had one drink, alcoholic drink, and I had a soda with my appetizer. Here, I was going to go ahead and give you $30. You have a good night and walked out. <laughs> Got the hell up and walked out. <laughs> that was player right there. That was clutch. She deserved all of that. She's like, whoa, 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 where are you going? It's like, um, you know, I... Decided I wanted to call your phone, and since I'm the food hookup, I figured you could hook us up this time, since I'm the food hookup. Yeah, some of that's tipped at 40 bucks. You have go, go ahead and have a nice meal. Wait, 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 wait. He just left. Made her ass pay the bill. So women, ladies, some of y'all think you're slick. You know, you'll get the guy you think has low self-esteem, the guy that's, like, so happy just to be seen with your stuck-up ass, like you're just, like, all that. Oh, yeah, he'll be happy to see me. <laughs> okay, go ahead and find the wrong one. I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't have ordered anything. I got some water and some breadsticks. The bill come, bam, there you go, enjoy. <laughs> you got some nerves from women. I'm going to tell you all something. If you can afford to put on all those nice clothes and buy all that nice makeup and do your hair real good, get your nails done so you can get Take, try to take advantage of some schlub that, uh, you know, you can pull a meal out of. Why don't you just pull back on one of those nail appointments or ease up on one of those dresses and save some money and get your ass your own plate of food and not bother some poor guy that thinks he has a chance. What's wrong with y'all? Seriously, this show's the show of experiments. This show is a show of research, this, this particular episode. At least these first two segments. I think the study is off. I don't think it's 33%. Because some of the dates I've encountered, it's got to be in the high 40s or 50s. If you want to be taken serious and be an independent woman and do your thing and, oh, I can take care of myself, then take care of your damn self. Go half on the building. Better yet, you want to be really independent, pay the whole damn thing. Okay? Why don't you do that? Why are you going to give somebody some false-ass hope and be like, oh, uh, you know, he's going to take care of me. And if you really want to be smart, hide your damn phone so he doesn't call and realize he's a foodie call. Foodie call. <laughs> foodie call. Don't do it to yourself, ladies. Don't do it to yourself. If you want food, do what everybody else does. Go to the damn grocery store. You got food at home. It's <laughs> all like my mom. We got food at home. I got McDonald's at home. I'll make you something better than McDonald's, like the Eddie Murphy Raw thing. You got food at the house. Eat it. You want to go out? Make sure you have enough money to go out and take care of your damn self. Don't let poor ass whoever suffer and think he has a shot at you all because you want to stuff your face with market price lobster. Get the hell out of here with that, man. Hello, everybody. You listening to... My daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. Guess what, guys? Twins on 
Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Quentin, a.k.a. Quentin, the assistant on Instagram. Ladies, thanks for hitting me up. And the fellas, I guess, whatever. But the ladies, wow, y'all some good-looking ladies following me on Instagram. Man, I I just want to just talk to all y'all and say thank you. He's so good-looking. This is my new segment on the Big Brother Jake podcast. He doesn't know yet, but I have started doing a... Uh, fixing my hair uh, I just started doing my own thing and I'm not listening to him matter of fact I'm not scared of him so I'll be on his podcast all the time when he doesn't know it and uh, I ain't talking to you fellas whatever ladies call me ladies call me look at that beautiful hair that sexy hair sexy voice you want me baby don't you yes you do what yes Mr. Jake yes yes I'll go grab you a Coke Zero again you're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Hey, yo, this portion of the Big Brother Jake Podcast is about to, you know, well, hold on a second. Did that little mushroom-headed troll just come in here, call me a lard ass on my podcast? My podcast. My podcast. This fool came in here and called me a lard ass. I'll never ask that fool for anything. The one time I asked for a damn Coke Zero, his ass gonna not. Mm. Man, and he already left for the day too? Ooh, I come back and I'll do post production for you. Call me, ladies, huh? Punk. Man, Quentin, you're on notice. That's strike one. I told you, three strikes, no more fame, no more glory, no more dope ass t shirts that get you the ladies. You get none, bruh. You get nothing. So don't chill your ass out. Anyways, let's get professional here. Y'all looking for a home out there? Some of y'all are. I know you are. Well, I got the perfect person for you. Her name is Rebecca Arona. And her website is arona.mainstreetgroup.com. And let me tell you about Rebecca. She'll take care of you, okay? She's honest. She has integrity. She has knowledge of the entire home purchasing process. She has knowledge of the real estate market where she's at. She's a Rancho Cucamonga, but she specializes in the Inland Empire. And you know I got special love for the IE. So, yo, make sure you look her up. She's bilingual. Se habla espanol. So, oh, I can't speak English well. She speaks Spanish. She'll take care of you. And she gets her clients into their dream home. Come on, y'all. You can't beat that. Seriously. So go to arona.mainstreetgroup.com, and you can check out all her listings, where she's at, and uh, let her know. Big Brother Jake sent you, and uh, you'll get taken care of. All right. Now, Quentin. Oh, I'm so mad at that little mushroom troll. Like, he's such a nice dude, but, like, he talks a lot of trash. <laughs> like, he talks so much crap. Anyways. The theme of this show is social experimentation. And so yesterday, as I taped this particular episode on July 2nd, July 1st, your boy conducted a survey. I posted a funny little meme I thought was funny, and I'll repeat it. Why not? I mean, you can't see it, so I have to read it to you. The meme has like this dorky-looking dude and this hot Latina chick with a really banging body, <clears throat> intellect. And <laughs> the, on top of the meme, it says, make her laugh 
till she forgets you're ugly. <laughs> and then I got to thinking, so I posted this, right? And I like to post stuff all the time for fun, for reaction. You know, I'm hashtag the fake philosopher. Fake philosopher, okay? I try to post positive stuff and say my spiel. But um, I did follow up and say, it's science, fellas. Girls want to laugh. If they laugh hard enough, their eyes stay closed, and that's less time to look at your ugly ass. Facts. <laughs> it's true. I would say I've dated a good amount of women in my life, and I would, I would honestly say every single woman I ever dated appreciated my humor. Yes, I could be on sometimes. My sister will always tell me, Jake, you ain't got to be on, Mr. Funny Man, all the time. Chicks will love you. And I've had some people close to me say, you know what, Jake, you don't have to be funny all the time. And I don't try to be funny all the time, but I love to crack jokes. And I think it's absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary to have humor in your life. Now, I choose to try and make my woman laugh because... Every woman I've dated or been with, they love to laugh. They laugh at my jokes. And I know a pity laugh and I know a belly, belly laugh. And yes, sometimes I get that pity laugh, but I always aim for the, oh, you're crazy. Bam, I got you. All right? So I said, maybe I'm not the only one that feels this way. So me doing my experimentation I got a couple hundred people to um, take this little survey of mine. And in my survey, I ask, is it good to have a partner that has a good sense of humor? Now, this is what's interesting. Out of the guys I asked, and there's a couple hundred. There's a couple hundred guys that, there's a hundred guys, almost a hundred guys and close to a hundred females. The only, there's one no from the fellas. One no. Interestingly enough, <laughs> there was only one female no. That was really interesting to me. An overwhelming 89% of men and women feel their partner has to have a sense of humor. I agree with that. I think everyone should have a sense of humor. I really do. And because life gets hard, man. Like, we have so much to deal with in life, and things are just crazy out there. And it's like, really? Like, man, I, my car broke down again? I, I didn't get the promotion? Well, I got to find a way to laugh. People go to comedy stores and laugh their ass off. People watch car, uh, cartoons. People watch comedy shows. People like to laugh. That's just how it is. And I say all that with love, trust me. But a majority of the people have spoken, and they like to laugh. Where are you getting at with this? I'll tell you. Life is hard. And if you want to spend that time with somebody, I think a lot of people are saying that, yeah, man, um, comedy relief is necessary. What's wrong with laughing? Nothing wrong with laughing. 
I mean, there's some things you should not be doing or saying. <laughs> but it's so dope when you have a partner. And they're having a bad day. And, you know, they come home from work. And I just had the worst day, honey. And, man, I'm just tired and I'm hungry. And, you know, just not feeling myself. And, oh, you know, how about the kids? Are they okay? Yeah, you know, take care of the kids and dinner and blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't impress the woman that walks in that's had a bad day. But to me, this is me speaking. There's nothing better when you can just do something silly or say something silly and it takes their mind frame from, oh, what a crap-ass day to, you're so stupid. Oh, my God, you're funny. I don't know, man. Like, to me, that's like one of the coolest things you could do for your lady, man. Like, take her out of her element. Take her out of a, 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 a place in her head. Where she's not feeling herself and make her ass laugh. And just like, yeah, I got a goofy ass dude, but that's my goofy ass dude. Like, that dude is funny as hell. I think he's funny. That's like one of the coolest things you can do, in like my opinion. <laughs> I really think so. Life is hard, man. And there are females out there that you don't need to be a foodie call. If you don't remember, go back and listen to that segment. Or a gold digger. Or anything of that nature. My experience with females is they love to laugh. We're not all born with the funny gene. Some of us are blessed. Some people are saying, Jake, you ain't funny. And I ain't worried about you because I didn't ask you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but that really surprised me. Yes, this is a show all about social experimentation and, man, you know, you go from not being able to purchase a suit of your choice because of how you're dressed and you get treated a certain way. And a lot of women tend to do foodie calls. Quentin called me a lard ass, and now I find out your spouse or your significant other likes to laugh. 89% of a couple hundred people that took the survey said they'd rather laugh. All right, this could backfire too. If you're not naturally funny, slow your roll. Find your place. Don't force the funny. All my comedian friends have said it. You know, there's two things that I think are wonderful in a relationship. If you're funny, and y'all women are crack-ups too, damn, y'all have me laughing. Y'all can say some funny stuff too, like, well, that wasn't going to be sarcastic. Sarcasm is the second one. Being funny, a sense of humor and sarcasm, like, for me, that's the ultimate. If you can take both of those, and you can dish it and take it, oh, Lord have mercy. And there's a lot of y'all out there, I know that, men and women. My whole point is this. Find a reason to smile every day. Try it. Two or three times a day. Find a reason to smile or be happy. If you got a girl or a guy that can sit there and like legit make you laugh, you have won the lottery. You have found something or someone that's fantastic and magnificent. I think it's 
a beautiful thing if somebody can make you laugh, take you out of your bad element for the day and make you belly laugh or just start cracking up and then give you that look. That's like one of the dopest things you could ever experience. That's just me talking. So don't force the funny. But if you can make her laugh or make him laugh, try it. Why not? But don't do it after like a serious, like, you know, say you have a bad episode, you know, in the sack and it's not great. And you're just like, want to crack a joke. No, bad time. Or somebody passes away and say the way they passed away was not conventional. And you're trying to be funny. Uh, Yeah, hold off on that. Even the experienced guys know that much. And girls. But you know, if your man or woman wakes up, puts on mismatched socks, and then you say some goofy-ass joke, and they laugh, you got a good one. That's how you do it. I'm just rambling on. I just, you know, I found the survey interesting. But yes, it is science. If you know you're an ugly dude, and you know you've outkicked your coverage, or in other terms, other, you know, you found somebody that's way better looking than you deserve, Keep them eyes closed and keep them laughing. Then they'll forget how ugly you are. It's fact. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I know. I'm a dork. And I'll be the first to admit it. But it's been a fun podcast today. I had a good time. It's good to be back. It's good to be able to do this. And let me tell you, there's a lot of great things coming up for the Big Brother Jake podcast, for Big Brother Jake Empire. You will hear my name. On a few other outlets, really soon. Um, and not just radio, not just podcasting. Um, you'll know. You'll know. Most definitely, you'll know. So, with that being said, I just want to say the this portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast has been brought to you by Woodley Consulting. Let us help your business be a success. You have a small business, somebody owe you money, you need collections done to improve your DSO, let them help you. The staff is knowledgeable from collections to bookkeeping. Give them a call. What's the number, Jake? You need to know? I'll tell you. 702-305-3850. 702-305-3850. That's Woodley Consulting. Helps you with all your business needs and helps your business become a success. Ask for Tracy Woodley and she'll take care of you. And let her know Big Brother Jake sent you. Like literally, let her know. Her brother sent you, okay? <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm done. I think I talked enough. Next episode, Independent Music Spotlight is coming back. I got artists banging on the door to get in, wanting their music played so people can hear it. You know what? I got you. And it may even extend the show just a little longer. So the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. Send your music. MP3 is preferred. If you can fit a wave, that's fine. Um, bio on your group, where you grew up or where you're from, where you're based out of, type of music you do, your story. People want to hear your story and I want to play it. So let's get that cracking. Independent Music Spotlight. Hopefully we get enough good particular uh, bands sending in their music, right? I'm talked out. I'm fried. I'm tired. And I can't wait for next week. Until then, this is your boy, Big Brother Jake. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.